Hey everybody, welcome back to Micah Jiggers with Dan and Emily. Today it's pretty much all gonna be Thanksgiving related stuff. I'm Dan and with me as always is Emily. What's up bitches? So, update from last week. Talked a lot about Disney and Disney Plus and not being able to watch a Disney Plus. I can finally get in. It's amazing. It's everything I'd hoped it would be. There's, there's almost too much content. Is there? Yes. And I mean, they're just going to keep adding more because I mean, Disney has so many and they own so much now. The only infuriating thing is there's some titles that you can find in the search that when you click on it, it says it's not available until like 2020 or even 2021. That sucks. Because of licensing issues with other streaming services. Yeah. Why are you putting it in? Which is understandable because I mean, because it's Disney and these are titles that they own. It's understandable, but also kind of aggravating. Yeah. Don't get my hopes up when I see Mary Poppins returns. Please, Disney, if you <laughs> just happen to hear this, get his hopes up. No, but yeah, it's it's been pretty cool. I'm enjoying it so far. Well, speaking of Disney, my first what the fuck news, Disney Plus was hacked the launch day. Yeah. And thousands of people's info was leaked to the dark web because, drumroll, people use the same goddamn password for everything. I was going to say, that's not Disney's fault. That's just people being idiots. It, it made me laugh when I saw it because one of my aunts actually posted it on Facebook. She kind of just posted like, is this true, guys? And one of her friends replied, yeah, it was. It just happened. People, you've been told by multiple websites, and I'm guilty of this, Making one password that you can remember is easy, but shit's going to get stolen. I don't do it on sites where financial info is going to be exposed. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that and it kind of made me mad. Even though I've been upset with Disney over the issues with their launch, that's not their fault. No, People not at all. People are just being stupid. No, it's definitely not Disney's fault. Yeah, it was just passwords that had been exposed in other hacks and people reused them. But I mean, hey, what more perfect timing to get some info. Although, Disney, maybe add some two-factor authentication that would kind of help with that issue. Yeah, but that'd be stupid, right? Yeah, I'm sure it's coming. They've Yeah. I've gotten two or three patches this week, so we'll see what they add to it. So my first what-the-fuck news comes from National Geographic. Are you a fan of Planet of the Apes, at least the newer ones? You want to know something? Yeah. I've never seen them. Well, you better because Plan of the Apes is coming true. What? Chimps and people are clashing in rural Uganda. The ape revolution has started. They shouldn't be getting in their shit. It's what has happened is there's been deforestation driving the chimps out of their natural habitats. So since they don't have as much access to their traditional food sources, they're coming out of the forest, raiding farms, taking whatever they can find, and then just running off with it. But this includes taking small children <laughs> because they will eat meat. Oh, oh no. Uh, yeah, it's a little horrifying. They've, I thought it was going to turn into like some Tarzan bullshit. It's actually pretty terrible. They've been taking children. Some of them have had arms and legs ripped off. More, you know, more disturbing things have happened to these children. You know, that's human fault. So Yeah, but I guess it's gotten to the point where now humans are retaliating against the champs and it's just turned into a small war between these rural farmers and- They better watch out because champs are extremely smart. They will probably learn how to use a gun. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, there's just not a whole lot more to that story other than it's really fucked up that humans and champs are fighting this small little war and children are getting caught in the crossfire. I feel bad, but then again, I don't because humans are causing the deforestation, so. True. And the government in Uganda has been trying to work with people to help them understand, like, if you don't destroy this habitat, then they'll stop coming out of that habitat to you know, wreck your shit up. Hopefully something works. Yeah. So what's your next one? This is a doozy. Hollywood executive wanted to have Julia Roberts play Harriet Tubman in the new biopic. I heard that. So a Hollywood exec wanted this. The screenwriter's name is Gregory Allen Howard. He's been working on this for 26 years. Here's a quote from him. I wanted to turn Harriet Tubman's life, which I studied in college, into an action-adventure movie. The climate in Hollywood, however, at this time, was very different back then. I was told how one studio head sat in a meeting, 
this script is fantastic. Let's get Julia Roberts to play Harriet Tubman. <laughs> that? <laughs> no, 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 no. It goes on. Howard said when someone suggested Roberts could not play this role, the executive responded, it was so long ago, no one would know the difference. <laughs> it's not even a fictional character that you can kind of justify somehow. But... It is literally a <laughs> biopic it just shows you, like, I understand the whole, like, whitewash stuff and, like, I'm sorry, this person is fucking stupid for even just saying that. Like, how could you even be okay with saying that? Well, and even back then, people are going to have known Harriet Tubman well enough to know that she was a black woman. Every year that I was in school, we learned about Harriet Tubman. So, and we all- all the people, Julia Roberts. But have you seen the trailer for the movie? No, I haven't. You'll have to look it up because it is- it looks really, really good. Like, I'm excited to go see this. I I think it's got a great cast, and it, I think, I hope it does really well. I'll check it out. My last bit of what the fuck news. Iraqi protester brings out line on chain to battle police dogs in Baghdad. Okay. So apparently since October, they've been having these violent conflicts between Iraqi security forces and protesters who are upset over economic hardships and government corruption and they've been kind of forceful with the protesters and they've been bringing out these police dogs this guy wrapped an iraqi flag around a lion on a chain and brought him to the protest okay i'm not the type of person that would go to really any kind of protest but if i was at one it wouldn't matter what side of the protest i was on if i was with the police or if I was one of the protesters, if somebody brings out a lion, I'm noping my way out of there. One, not only is that dangerous to yourself, but you're putting several other people in more danger considering the police force has been called. Yeah, there's actually video of it out there. It's, it's something else. What is going through people's heads? Yeah. Do you have anything exciting to share with us besides your Disney Plus? No, not really. Um, there is this program out there right now that the U.S. Postal Service is doing where you can adopt letters for needy children, and some of them are adults, too, who just need a little help getting through the holidays. It's not all just toys and fun stuff. Some of it is basic necessities like clothes. Um, I had been looking to help with that. At the moment, I'm happy to announce that there isn't any letters left for me to adopt because as far as the letters they've received and processed, there's currently none available to adopt. So that's good news. There was a lot of needy people yesterday when I was looking for one to adopt. So That's awesome. I think that's really awesome that there are still genuine and kind humans out there. Yeah, and there were some big needs that people were needing filled, so I'm happy to see those getting taken care of because it was kind of depressing me seeing all these things that I absolutely couldn't help with. Yeah. But yeah, that's all that's really come up for me this week. Mine's kind of eh, but Kit Kat's releasing a new, another new flavor. Not only are they doing the dark chocolate mint, which I am fucking excited about. They're really, <laughs> words are hard. Kit Kat is releasing a new flavor. I don't remember if it's limited edition or if it's going to be permanent, but it's birthday cake, bitches. I don't know how I feel about that. They've a lot of, I don't know if it's like, this year's like flavor but like a lot of people have been releasing birthday cake stuff like wendy's turns 50 this year and so they are doing a birthday cake frosty okay i was a little horrified that you were going to say (laughs) birthday cake burger like no (laughs) you don't need to take any like yellow cake and like sandwich it with a hamburger patty in between you don't know it's a little salty a little sweet stuff sesame Seeds, you got the sprinkles. I hate sprinkles. I love sprinkles. What's wrong? Uh, Okay, I like the little crystal sprinkles, but I had a birthday cake milkshake today from Denny's and they've got like those, you know, those round sprinkles. Okay, you shouldn't be putting sprinkles in a milkshake. Yeah, you should tell that to Denny's. Yeah, nothing solid needs to go into a milkshake. (laughs) It was excessive. Like, it would have been fine if there was like a few, because it's like birthday cake. But it was excessive to the point like it made my teeth hurt. But the milkshake was so fucking good. <laughs> but other than that, it's the fucking holidays, y'all. So we're going to segue into funny Thanksgiving fails. You ready to hear some? Yeah. 
I've got two good ones that I'm going to read you. Hit me. So we'll link this uh, website in the show notes because there's multiple other stories on here, but the two I'm going to read are pretty good. Number one is called Uncle Bob Lends a Hand. I spent my first Thanksgiving with my husband in his Irish-Italian neighborhood in New York City. As a newcomer, I was placed in charge of boiling 15 pounds of potatoes. When they were ready, I picked up the pan and surveyed the crowd, uh, the crowded kitchen for a sink in which to drain them. My husband's elderly Uncle Bob guided me to a small half bath and grabbed the steaming pot. He started to drain the potatoes into the toilet, but he lost his grip on the lid and all the potatoes tumbled in. Ooh. I screamed, oh no, but Uncle Bob began fishing the potatoes out of the toilet. Oh. No one will ever know, he whispered. Now just go in there and mash them. Oh. Sometime later during the meal, my husband's aunt Tot leaned over and whispered, your potatoes are delicious. I think you're going to fit into this family quite nicely. Oh God, no. <laughs> After I read that one, I was like, this site's fucking perfect. It disturbs me how often this show comes back to poop and toilets. <laughs> Two things you can't live without in life. Pooping and toilets. Preferably together. <laughs> so, number two, cat naps. When the time came to serve Thanksgiving dinner, I mashed the potatoes and spooned them into a beautiful serving bowl. I turned away to get it a carving knife for the turkey, and when I glanced back to the bowl of mashed potatoes, I was horrified to see Pepper, the cat, had decided it was the right place for a nap. Speechlessly, I tugged on my wife's shirt and nodded toward the bowl. Her eyes widened in disbelief, but we composed ourselves, shooed Pepper out of the bowl, and scraped off the top layer of potatoes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're welcome. Guys, if you have any funny Thanksgiving fails, let us know. We would love to hear them. Yeah, those are... I have trust issues anyway, and I don't really like potluck-type meals. Yeah, that's that disturbs me. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Okay, is that all you had for the fails? It is. So I was on Reddit, and in this subreddit called Am I the Asshole?, and there was a lot of questions I saw where people are asking if they were the asshole in relation to Thanksgiving conflicts. So I thought we could go through a few of them. All right. I'm excited to hear these. Do I get to decide if you're the asshole or, not, or if they're the asshole or not? We can discuss it. Okay. Some of them, they are very clearly an asshole. Okay. This first one, I didn't even print the story that goes with the question just because it's a, a very common issue. Mm-hmm. And the question is, would I be the asshole if I spent Thanksgiving with my boyfriend's family instead of with my mom? I don't understand why that has to be an issue. I mean, I know people that Thanksgiving becomes this big, I don't know, it, it takes effort to get through the holiday because they'll spend the entire day traveling around to sometimes three or four different families. I usually have about three now that um, because of being with Mikey. I can't imagine. I'd rather spend it with one family. I mean, if I had kids, I would probably prefer to just keep it small, just, you know, the nuclear family. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine traveling around like that. And why do people have to get upset if you don't come on that holiday? Why it has to be a competition between different sides of the family? Yeah, mine's a little easier because we all live here, so we don't really have... The furthest I have to travel is 15 minutes to the next town. So it's not too hard for me, but I know there has been some upsetness um, from his mom because my, my family on my mom's side is so close. And we spend hours at grandma's house because we don't get to see her. Like, our family is busy all the time. Everybody works, so we don't get to go to grandma's. So this is the only time we go to grandma's. And it has been brought to my attention to, you know, hey, can we go spend some spend time? longer time at my mom's house. I'm like, yeah, just say that kind of stuff and we'll go spend a little bit longer there. But she usually does hers. It's easier for her to get her little family together the day before or after. So that makes it easier on us. Last Thanksgiving, I spent with my now ex-girlfriend's family and I didn't get any grief over that, which I'm happy over. It's just that's the way life is. You get older, 
your family splits off and eventually. I mean, this you know, could be like your, depending on how long they're together, this could be your potential spouse. Like, yeah. it's not going to, it shouldn't make anybody upset about you going and spending time somewhere else. I do, I do understand it though, spending, you know, time with your family as well, but you also got to think, this could be my family too. Yeah. The next one. Am I the asshole for wanting to drink on Thanksgiving when my brother and father struggle with alcoholism and this is the first year they have been sober? And here's the full story. Okay. Essentially, they always say, yes, of course, you can drink in front of me. But I never have, and recently, they have been struggling a bit with sobriety. I always cook the whole meal, so it's nice for me to have a drink or two when I'm cooking. I try really hard to never drink in front of them, but not having a drink this day when I cook would actually be really hard for me. My mother says it's incredibly selfish to do it. Also, this would probably mean I would be the only one having a drink that day. I think you're kind of an asshole. Also, at least there's weighing the pros and cons of like, I shouldn't, but like, this is what I, this is tradition for this person to be doing it while cooking. But like, I could understand it. Maybe, you know, give it a year or two and let them get into their own routine of being, you know, sober. They're struggling on the inside too. And watching somebody else, you know, enjoy that, it would be hard. Also, I think if you're saying it would be really hard for you to get through a day without a drink, you might be an alcoholic yourself. Yeah, I think you shouldn't. I really think that it should weigh heavy on the, I think I'll be okay without Drinking while cooking. Yeah, I think you can make it one day. Maybe have a drink at home when you're done. The next one is, am I the asshole for canceling Thanksgiving? (laughs) This has to be good. I'll keep it short. This year, I don't want to cook for Thanksgiving. My mother asked what the plans were, and I told her there were no plans. She doesn't cook and doesn't have any plans on learning. She asked me why, and I told her that I don't want to cook again by myself. I'm too exhausted, and I don't have time. All I want to do is sleep for the holidays. No, absolutely not selfish, especially from coming from a working person. I've never had, I know how to cook. I've never had to cook Thanksgiving dinner, but I know the struggle of getting it together and knowing that I have all of my family and I have a big family and knowing that my grandma starts her, I mean, my grandma is older, so she gets up at 6 a.m., But she starts cooking at, you know, probably seven or eight and we're all there by noon to eat and we all bring a little bit. But she cooks the turkey. She cooks pies, potatoes, corn, getting the table together, getting everything else together. Like, I know how hard it is. Yeah, it's a big production. Putting together a huge family Thanksgiving meal, which usually tends to be bigger than your average family meal. Yeah. If there was some kind of compromise of like, can you everybody bring something? I will cook if she would just or she or he, whoever, whoever wrote it. Yeah. If they would maybe cook one item, everybody else can bring one other item or Thanksgiving really isn't celebrated. I mean, Thanksgiving is celebrated by a lot of people, but a lot of places are open on Thanksgiving for food and order something or, you know, Order something the day before if it's not like fast food, but like Mm -hmm. get something together the day before and then, you know, make it don't make it such a big meal if you guys don't want if it's a smaller family. Yeah. And don't want to make it a huge deal. One of my favorite things to do with my family was make homemade pizza or one of my things with one of my dad's sides is lasagna and salad. Mm. We started doing that a couple of years ago. Yeah. It's easy. Okay. This one. This is my favorite. It takes the cake. Okay. Would I be the asshole for refusing to attend Thanksgiving if my family invites my pregnant ex? Is she pregnant with your baby? There's a story. Read it. And there's additional follow-up information they provided later in the Reddit. Can you please read at least part of the story? I will read the whole thing. Yes. My relationship with my ex was good until it wasn't, or really until she became pregnant. We had some significant disagreements related to the pregnancy and decided to take a break. The breakup happened last month, but my family is still planning to invite her to our family's Thanksgiving dinner. I was extremely surprised when my mother told me this, and after having some time to think, 
I told my mother and the rest of the family if they invited my ex, then I would not attend. As much as I enjoy spending time with my family, I don't think it would be enjoyable to have to spend the day with my ex. I can provide more details about my family's thoughts if needed, but it suffices to say that they want to maintain good relations with her because of the pregnancy, in case we do get back together, and because they like her. I don't feel like it would be smart to approach my ex directly and ask her not to come, so the only option I have is to boycott. Would I be the asshole for going through with the boycott? Yes. Wait, there's more. Oh, God. So people had questions. Like, you were wondering, is it his baby? Yes, it is. Here's what else he had to say. I didn't think now was a good time to have a baby. She disagreed. Once she decided to keep it, I think she went overboard in trying to change our lives to get ready for the baby. She wanted to see about buying a home. The other issue is once we found out she was pregnant, she went from my fiancé slash girlfriend to the mother of my child. I stopped being a priority and everything became baby 24-7. My concern was that this was not a phase and instead was a permanent fixture. I can see the baby needing her more or requiring more of her time, which is fine, but I still think I should be a priority as well. She should still make time for me and want to do things as a couple that aren't related to the baby or parenthood. Okay, I have a lot to say about this. Okay, so one, I can understand the family wanting to invite her because that is their grandchild, niece, nephew. Yeah. Two, of course, baby is going to be priority. It is going, essentially, it's going to be a human in X amount of months. Three, I do understand like, okay, yes, make priority for your spouse, but there's only so much you can do. Yeah. But I do understand a little bit as much. I don't want to sympathize with this dick, but I do understand like, yeah, there still should be some couple priorities, like still make time to love and give to your significant other. Mm Mm-hmm. We also got to remember, this person is growing a human. Yeah, I don't think this guy's an asshole because he doesn't want to attend Thanksgiving. He's an asshole because he broke up with this girl over her getting pregnant with his child. And you know, not everybody... I don't like this person. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) He's a complete asshole. It's just... It's infuriating, and it sounds like... The issue that he has with the relationship is that she went from somebody that he could just have, like, free fun with, and then it became a responsibility, and, oh, I didn't want that. He's got to realize, it takes two to fucking tango. Yeah. One, you guys didn't do something to prevent that. Mm Mm-hmm. Two, also, not everything is fail-proof, so the happy accidents happen. True. If whether they're happy or not. But from the sounds of it, they didn't take the proper steps to prevent this. Yeah. And even, so, even when you consider, you know, happy accidents happen, you know that. That is a risk you take and you take that responsibility. Apparently, he doesn't realize how that works. Yeah. It, it sounds very much the... Somebody's why, just being a petty fucking bitch. Well, it sounds like why buy the cow when you get the milk for free and now... Now he's being expected to pay for the cow, and he doesn't want it. His fault. That's all I had for the Thanksgiving Am I the Assholes, and this guy wins the Asshole of the Year award. I really like that. I think we should do more of those. It's interesting to read, because often these people are the assholes, but every once in a while you find them where there's really fucked up situations, and- Like, I need advice. What should I do? Yeah. And people aren't the asshole, but everybody in their life is treating them as an asshole. Yeah. So Thanksgiving is a time to be thankful for stuff. True. It's also a time to be thankful for things that do not exist. Yes. I will go first just because I found this old advertisement that kind of inspired this segment. And it was an advertisement for splinter-free toilet paper. And I am very thankful that toilet paper with splinters in it no longer exists. And... I actually had to do some research into this because I didn't realize that splintered toilet paper was an issue ever. Apparently, commercial toilet paper came out in the 1850s. They didn't start selling it without splinters until the 1930s. So people lived their entire lives in the time period when all toilet paper, you had to worry about getting splinters in your ass. 
You know, now that you bring that up, my great-grandma was born in 19... Well, my great-grandpa was born in 1918, and he's long past. My great-grandma lived 15 years after his death, mm-hmm. and that should have been one thing I asked her. Like, did you get splinters in your asshole from toilet paper? <laughs> it's something you would never think about ever being an issue, but I am thankful that splintered toilet paper does not exist anymore. Ow, my butthole. <laughs> thing I am thankful for, technology update, back in like the 50s, 60s, a little bit of the 70s, people used a real clothing iron to iron their hair straight. <laughs> Shit. You've never heard of that? Like, what, you just lay your head you, down? And... On the ironing table, Shit. and you straighten your hair that way. That could go south really quick. I'm sure it had. Curling iron burns are bad enough. Yeah, they fucking you, suck. Can you imagine from one the size of a clothing iron? And clothing irons were a little bit bigger than they are today. Like, you got some, like, small yeah. portable ones. Like, these are, like, metal on metal and Man, back in the day, it was just a solid piece of metal that you stuck in some hot coals. That was back, back in the day. But, like, by the 60s, they had, like, the plug-in irons. But Jesus Christ! I can see why you're thankful that doesn't exist anymore. Uh-huh. My next one, back in the day, there was an issue of people being prematurely buried, and they had this system that they would sell where you could be buried with a bell above your grave and a rope leading down into the coffin. And then if you just happen to wake up after having accidentally been diagnosed as dead, you just pulled the rope and rang the bell to alert people, hey, I'm still alive down here. Come let me out. But how long... Okay, essentially, how long does a person have if they're being buried alive that they're going to run out of oxygen before, you know, maybe they wake up, maybe they don't wake up? Yeah, I don't know, but I'm thankful that that's not an issue anymore. (laughs) Yeah. It's horrifying. I just... Can you imagine? I don't know if I would have the presence of mind to think, oh, yeah, I need to pull this rope. I would just be freaking out. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) What's your next one? I am thankful for not existing Asian giant hornets, or they're also called yak-killing hornets, which one sting from one will kill human pretty quickly, and it's about the size of a male fist. It's horrifying. You should see the image of it. I don't think I want to. You don't. Anything else to say on that? Um, I'm glad those motherfuckers are dead because I'm a huge bitch anyways, and I don't like the outside. I also don't like bees or wasps. I appreciate bees, but wasps can go to fucking hell where they belong. So my last one is something else that's ridiculously oversized. Prehistoric rats the size of bulls. Yeah, those can go to hell too. Yeah, I'm very glad they don't exist. That's. I don't really have anything else to say about that other than I'm thankful I never have to worry about running into a rat the size of a bull. Yeah, that'd be cool. My last one is called mercuriochrome, which back in the day was a wound antiseptic Mm -hmm. that had mercury in it. Yep. Let me treat your wound with this chemical. (laughs) Nice and healthy. It's almost as good as uh, there was another one on this site that was a children's painting book that that was made with lead paint. All right. You want to move on to things we're thankful for yeah things we're thankful for are yeah you, mine are a mix of serious and silly uh why don't you go first so i am extremely thankful for my two shitty animals which are sleeping peacefully right next to each other currently at this moment but i've never really known the love of something until i had one of my own they're okay <laughs> i enjoy your pets i do too when they behave and don't exceedingly cry at me for absolutely no reason but they're cute when they're asleep but in all seriousness i am so glad to have them yeah they're pretty great my first one kind of philosophical and it's not even personal it's just the human experience of just every day we benefit from advances made from just all the people that came before us and people whose names we know people whose names we don't know just Average people doing average things that contribute to the life we have today. Right now, somebody's listening to us on a magical brick that's just retrieved our voices from thin air that you could go back and trace its origins to Alan Turing creating computers to 
break Nazi codes in World War II. You could trace it back to Alexander Graham Bell inventing the telephone. And then so many hundreds of years, thousands of years of advances in math and engineering. At some point, when you think about it, there was two dudes in loincloths. One of them picked up a rock and said, hey, here's one rock. I got one more rock over here. You put them together. I got two rocks. And then his buddy's just like, whoa, slow down with that two bullshit. Explain to me what you mean by one. <laughs> like, I just, humans are pretty cool. Like, we've come a long way, and I appreciate everybody that contributed to that. That was good and sappy. <laughs> what can I say? So, my next one is white wine. Okay. Especially after this fucking week. And specifically, there's a brand from Aldi is $3, and it is Chef Kiss. And after being yelled at every day this week on the phone by angry people, it was a good, good thing to come to. Okay. I love the holidays. That's all I got to say on that. <laughs> okay. So my next one's silly. It's something that in the grand scheme of things doesn't matter at all, but I appreciate it. The Marvel Cinematic Universe and everybody from the actors that helped create those roles to Kevin Feige helping produce and steer that entire project. It's just a gift to comic book nerds. Just when they first announced, hey, we're going to make all these movies and then they're going to come together in the Avengers. I thought, okay, that's probably not going to happen because one of these movies is going to bomb or something, but it'll be cool. And then that'll be the end of it because up until that point, if you had superhero stories, they were trilogies and then you were done. Mm -hmm. This over 10 year long journey with 20 plus films now. And All of them being extremely successful. Yes. And then culminating in Avengers Endgame where you have something straight out of a comic book with two complete armies of superheroes and supervillains running towards each other on screen like a huge full page out of a comic book. It's just, it brings me such joy that's ultimately meaningless, but I just love it. it to makes each me their happy. own. Yeah. And one person's joy can be another person's joy or not be so. My last one is going to be a little bit sappy. So I am thankful for where I am now after my knee surgery and knowing how far I have gotten in a year's time and only having to do six months minimum of physical therapy. I had an awesome uh, physical therapist, and her PTA was amazing, and they worked their tails off, especially one being pregnant while being a therapist, and the amount of time they did to make sure that I got back where I was and to push me past my limits, and I'm back in my point shoes, happier than ever, stronger than ever. I'm just really thankful for that. I'm happy for you. I know. How much you like to dance and you didn't get to dance for a really, really long time. Almost a year and a half I was out. So it, it was so damaging to my mental status. Hmm. And I'm just happy to be back. That's good. Okay. So if you thought the first one was sappy. Oh, great. My last one is the podcast. Oh. And our listeners, to your credit, I was very, it was a spontaneous thing for me to say, hey, let's do this podcast. I mean, we had joked about it, but never seriously. And you never hesitated. I'm having fun doing this. So thank you as my co-host. Thank you for putting all of your time and energy in this too. Because yeah. we're both very busy people. And it does take a lot of time. But I'm very thankful for our listeners. At first, I assumed if we had anybody listening, it'd probably just be people we personally knew. We have quickly outpaced that. I can't even account for more than a fraction of the listeners we get, and every week it grows. I mean, I'm not going to say it's really taking off you know, very quickly, but our listeners Bigger are Bigger than we expected. Yes. I'm very pleased with how many listeners we have, and it's cool to see every week all of our older episodes are getting new downloads too. So to all the new people joining us and going back and listening to the older episodes and where we've come from so far... It's really cool, and it makes it worth the effort that we put into the show, mm -hmm. and which it really does. It takes a lot of time that doesn't really show, but it makes it worth it knowing that people are enjoying the show enough to come back and 
getting new listeners. It's really nice. We'd love to hear who's checking us out. I mean, check out our Facebook page. Let us know who you are. I, I want to know who our 16% of listeners in Dallas are. Uh, what about the people in San Jose? Let us know who you are. We'd really love to know. Thank you, guys. Yeah. From the bottom of both of our icy hearts. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, and so now that we've done the traditional giving thanks for stuff, why don't we talk about Thanksgiving meals? I'm going to be so hungry. <laughs> when we came up with this idea, we were like, you have no limit. You can do whatever you want. The thing is, my Thanksgiving with my mom's side is so huge. We, we don't have a huge family, but we've got a pretty big family, so we've got quite the spread, and I just had to add on because everything we have is so good there. Okay. So, but do you want to go first with your meal? Sure. Yeah, I actually have two. There's the, I'm simple, and if I wasn't having to have a big meal, this is all I want. Give me a pot of stovetop stuffing. You're making that face. You don't like stovetop? I don't like stuffing. You're dead to me. Okay. Get out of your house. <laughs> I'm kicking you out. <laughs> no, uh, just a pot of stovetop stuffing. Mix in like little bits of dark meat, like turkey meat, and maybe some mashed potatoes and some white gravy. Maybe on the side, canned cranberry sauce. Mm -hmm. That's all I need. I I'll eat just a pot of random Thanksgiving ingredients thrown together. I'll just like, eat an entire thing of cranberry sauce. Yes. Fuck you guys who think it's disgusting. I had a stepmother at one time who insisted on making cranberry sauce. It was more of a cranberry relish. I don't need that. It's disgusting. Just give me tart jello. That's, <laughs> that's all cranberry sauce is. I'm okay with that. The only reason we have it at my grandma's house is because me and my cousin are, we, she has to buy it because Heather and I will throw a fit if it's not on her table at Thanksgiving and Christmas. I don't mind if you just dump out the can and it takes, it keeps the shape of the can, just, <laughs> I'll carve off a little piece at a time. I'm fine with that. So good. But no, if I wanted to plan a meal, fried turkey. Oh, so good. It's more work than I want to put into it, but if, if I oh, magically so make it appear. It. Yeah. Fried turkey. Also, roast duck. I love me some duck. Never had it. It kind of weirds me out. Kind of like deer meat. Deer meat weirds me it's, out. It's not bad. It's I know a lot of things people say it tastes like chicken, but I mean, this is an actual bird. Mm -hmm. It's like a fattier chicken. Weird. I like it. Stuffing, again. I just need a giant pot of stuffing. Make one pot for me and one pot for everybody else. <laughs> and everybody else. And then I'll eat everything that everybody doesn't eat. <laughs> yeah. Some deviled eggs and maybe some ham with pineapple. I hate ham. How many times am I going to have to tell you to get out of your own house? <laughs> the tables have turned on this podcast. Yeah. Sweet potatoes with the marshmallow on top. Sweet potato fries. Ooh. What? I, I've never done this, but now it's an idea. I've never seen it done, but I want it. Sweet potato fries and the like jet puff marshmallow. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. The like, marshmallow dip, I guess you could call it. Yeah. That needs to be a thing. Make it a thing? I, I would just rather eat sweet potato fries by themselves and smothered in copious like, amounts of ketchup. Ketchup on sweet potato fries. You, you use butter. Ketchup on everything. Ketchup's nasty. So are you. <laughs> get out of your house. <laughs> you get out of your house. I, I am out of my house. <laughs> God damn it. I don't know how to fucking word, but continue but, with your meal. And then you gotta have the cranberry sauce. Maybe three cans. Just <laughs> just for me. <laughs> I just want an entire platter of sliced cranberry sauce. And then you got to have pumpkin pie at the end. If you could do it with like a crust over the top. I've never seen that done. I don't know I if have. you can. I have. I've seen it, but I've never had it. It's my favorite part of pumpkin pie, although I love the filling. And then you got to have like an entire tub of Cool Whip per slice. I think my favorite part of pumpkin pie is the pie crust on the bottom that gets soggy from the pie. Mm. Yeah. Yep. When you make pumpkin pie properly or serve it properly, it's really cool whip pie with a bedding of pumpkin filling underneath. Sure is. But yeah, that's my Thanksgiving meal. 
Mine is one of my cousins makes a Cajun turkey. It is real, so juicy. It's so good. It's, it's got, got some kick to it. A little bit. Yeah. And it's just the right. I don't know what she does, but it is fucking tasty. I bet. Cranberry sauce because every meal has to be cranberry sauce. <laughs> Texas potatoes, cheesy potatoes. Okay, so Texas potatoes is like you know the hash brown squares. Okay. Yeah. And it's a cream of cheddar soup. Okay. And you bake it, but you crumble not only cheese, but cornflakes on top of it. Ooh. My mom makes fucking bomb-ass Texas potatoes. Frosted flakes. No! <laughs> that would ruin it. I don't know. I, I kind of want to try that recipe put, with frosted flakes. Put your frosted flakes, flakes on your gross-ass sweet potato puff shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. But not only are we having that kind of potatoes, mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Corn, because I love corn. It's the worst vegetable out there, but I love corn. Mac and cheese, like homemade mac and cheese, mm-hmm. or my my dad's mom, my grandma on my dad's side, makes homemade butter noodles with like the long egg noodles. So good. We have grandma's homemade bread recipe, but my aunt turns them into rolls, and they're like, they're a good fist size, and she makes like three trays of them because we all eat like six rolls each. Okay. Fresh green beans, because I hate green bean casserole. Fresh green beans, though. So good. Homemade salad, which is my grandma's, I'd call it house salad. Homemade pickles. Yeah. For dessert, get some pumpkin pie. Get a little whipped cream with some pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> peanut butter pie, which is peanut butter, like copious amounts of peanut butter with whipped cream blended in it. And you spoon it into homemade pie crust or graham cracker crust. And you put more whipped cream on top. Random idea. Has anybody ever sold a pumpkin-flavored Cool Whip? I wouldn't be surprised, but that would be a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Market it. One of my other favorite things, and didn't become one of my favorite things until I was more of an adult, it's called Pink Fluff. Okay. And it's Jello, cherry raspberry Jello, whipped cream. Oh, no. Pineapple. <laughs> I know and, where you're going. And with cottage this. cheese. No. Jello and Cool Whip. No. People stop it's doing so it. It's so good. No, it's not. Yes, it the is. The texture's weird. But also back to the cranberry, the homemade cranberry. I had one of my family members, I can't remember which side it was, make a homemade cranberry sauce and it had like bits of like cranberry. It was kind of like a almost like a jelly, but like the way they made it was actually pretty good, but it wasn't as good as process in a can. <laughs> yeah, I don't ever want to see an actual cranberry. I just... <laughs> Just give me the sauce stuff. I'm okay with if you just mix some gelatin with cranberry juice and call it cranberry sauce. I'm okay. (laughs) I just want a purple tart jello. Seriously, fuck you guys who think, because there's people out there that think it's like the devil. I don't know what's wrong with them. I don't either. It's such, it is literally the best part of any holiday. Anything else to add to our meals? I'm fucking hungry. Also, gravy's disgusting. No. Brown gravy is disgusting. All gravy is disgusting. How do you expect to have biscuits and gravy without gravy? That's just a biscuit. Okay, I'm fine with that. I don't like gravy. Biscuits and gravy is one of the best breakfast meals you could ever have, even if it's not very keto at all. It's definitely not, but it's also disgusting. No, You know what the best breakfast out there is? Casey's breakfast pizza. True that. So fuck your biscuits and gravy. So last week, there was this kid I work with who didn't have time to eat breakfast, and he was considering ordering a breakfast pizza and having them deliver it. And then he got on the app and realized they didn't deliver that early in the day, and he was so sad. Poor kid. That is really sad. Yeah. Kind of ruined his day. I feel sympathy for that kid. Yeah. I do. Because their breakfast pizza is so fucking good. And people who don't live in the Midwest are really missing out. They are. I've had relatives visit from Oklahoma and then they try the breakfast pizza and they're like, oh man. At work, we have meetings on Wednesdays. It it used to be every week that we would have this meeting, but we would, to encourage people, we brought food and we tried like, you know, pancakes and sauce, like frozen pancakes and sausage and stuff Mm -hmm. and uh, donuts and this and that. But everybody wants Casey's breakfast pizza. (laughs) So good. They should find a way to sell that as frozen pizza. Yes. Why is that not a thing? Just any, you know, you know how much money of, they would make. <laughs> any brand of frozen breakfast pizza. Yeah. Okay. 
uh, you're ready to move on from Thanksgiving and into the Christmas season? No, fuck Christmas this early. I like Christmas. My birthday's right before Christmas. But one of my biggest pet peeves, and this is going to be my little rant today, and we're going to discuss this, but when is it too early to decorate for Christmas? Or when is the appropriate time to decorate for Christmas? Me, personally, I put my Christmas tree up after Thanksgiving. With the way the weather is now, we had our first snow two weeks ago. So then that got me kind of like in the, you know, spirit of like, man, I would I would be okay taking like my Halloween stuff down, but leaving like some fall stuff up, but also maybe incorporating some winter stuff here and there. But when businesses are decorating for Christmas at the end of September, early October, that drives me up a fucking wall. And where we worked before, Labor Day. It, it used to be we had to have Christmas up, what, the first week of October, it had to be done. It had to be done, so it was started on Labor Day. Yeah, and that's really where my hatred for decorating came from. Me too. And is Christmas music playing already? Uh, since the first of the month. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck Christmas music. Retail. Yeah. Anybody who has worked in retail it knows. Will, that it will make you hate Christmas. Exactly. So my biggest pet peeve is decorating for Christmas too early and. It makes people excited. I don't want to take away from that, but I want to hear from you guys. When do you guys start decorating for Christmas? Because I and my mom, well, when I lived with my parents, we never put the tree up till after Thanksgiving, like the weekend after Thanksgiving. That's when we would decorate. And last year I put mine up the weekend after Thanksgiving. And Yeah, I don't think I have put up a Christmas tree in probably 18 years. I think I was 15 the last time I put up a Christmas tree. Really? Yeah. And- at that time, it was just because I was put in charge of it, and I was a lazy teenager and said, okay, we're just not decorating. Since I've been working in retail, I truly do mostly hate Christmas because it lasts a third of the year mm -hmm. from Labor Day until the first couple of weeks of January trying to sell Get rid clearance. of it. It lasts a third of the year. It's ridiculous. But like, I just remember going to Walmart and doing my grocery shopping and- a part of me was like, ooh, Christmas is coming, but it's also October 10th. Why the fuck are there Christmas trees in here? But like, I understand when people who work in retail have deadlines because we had winter inspections. Yeah. And they had to be done because it, it just had to be. And, and I don't want to take away from people's joy and excitement for Christmas, but tone your shit down just a little bit. Yeah. Especially if you're putting up decorations on your home before Halloween. It's I can understand like mid mid November when it's still kind of it's been it's been a cold November, but when it's decent enough outside before, you know, December to get your Christmas lights up. There's somebody that I was talking to who um they they put up their Christmas lights when it gets when it's still a little warmer out, but they don't turn them on. They don't plug them in. They just want to get them up. That, that kind of makes sense. That way, like, they're not doing it in the cold. Yeah. That's understandable. But, like, when your shit is lit up before Halloween with fucking Christmas lights, mm -hmm. shakes my head. If I was going to decorate, I would wait till after Thanksgiving, probably December 1st. I think Christmas, you can limit to December. That's your advent calendars are only December. Yeah. I I look forward to the day when I actually have kids because... I don't really celebrate Christmas. I exchange gifts with friends and family, but I look forward to actually recapturing that magic and making it special for kids. Yeah. I had some really awesome Christmases as a kid, and I would love to share that. But until that day, when I have some kids to make it magical for, the holiday can largely just fuck off. Yeah. I'm just so sick of it. I do like decorating and like... I don't like putting up exactly like Christmas stuff. I like putting up winter stuff because you can leave it out about three months. Yeah. About the end of November, December, January, and February can be wintery stuff. Yeah. And then by March, it's taking it down and get your spring shit out. And then spring shit can last through summer. If it reaches July, you need to be shot. See, I'm a lazy fuck too. So if I didn't live with somebody... My Christmas tree, I would take the decorations down, leave like lights on it, but I would probably leave my Christmas tree up all year if I was living on my own. How do you feel about live Christmas trees? Like real, real evergreen trees? Yeah. 
they're messy. They're cool. My house would probably smell a hell of a lot better. Yeah. But it would just be such a mess and a hassle because you have to make sure it's watered every couple of days and all the needles that fall off of it and then having to dispose of it when it's dead. And when you're getting your tree in November and putting it up, it's going to be mostly dead by December because, you know, it's not in the ground retaining any kind of nutrients. Yeah, they call them live trees. From the moment you get them, they're dead trees. They're dying, decaying trees, and they're just a mess. I have had a fake tree ever since I remember. I even have the tree in my possession now that I've had since I was a kid because my mom lives in a smaller place, so she doesn't need it. It's like a seven-foot tree, and it's like the thinner ones. Mm -hmm. But I never want a real Christmas tree. It's already... It's not worth it. It's already a hell of a cleanup trying to... Because that tree is older, it's getting pretty brittle. Yeah. So having to sweep up after putting that one up, I couldn't imagine having a live, a real Christmas tree. Okay. All right. Um, you want to wrap us up with some Urban Dictionary? Oh, I sure do. And it is a Turkey Day special. Cool. So I've got a few for you guys today. Beer can. Mm, I don't know. A very short but thicker penis. <laughs> I was afraid it was going someplace like that. <laughs> Number two, hell joint. Okay. Two definitions. Okay. One is weed related and you just, you have a bad experience off of it. No, but you're right on the weed. Two, it's when you develop a joint in your penis. <laughs> like you, you break it. Oh no. And it's never quite the same. Uh, it's like a broken dog tail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a hell joint. Well, a hell joint is when you make a joint out of some pages of the Bible. <laughs> <sighs> Why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to hell. That's if you believe in that. I think that is enough to make hell <laughs> exist. <laughs> That'll wrap up the show for this week. Happy Thanksgiving, bitches. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> As always, thank you for listening. If you can, give us a star rating and review. Find us on Facebook at Micah Jiggers Podcast and let us know what your favorite Thanksgiving meal is. Let us know any Thanksgiving fails and hit us up with anything you guys want to hear on the podcast. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia.